It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Celtics, your daily Celtics podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm so hyped right now. Anything's possible. Oh, my mama. Oh, my mama. Baby, ma. Anything's possible. Oh. Hey there, welcome back. This is the Lockdown Celtics Podcast here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. I want to thank you for making us part of your regular routine. Whatever you're doing, wherever you're going, the gym, to work, at work, whatever it is, really appreciate you tuning in, downloading, and making us part of your routine. I'm John Corrales. I cover the Boston Celtics for MassLive.com. Here by myself for now, I will be joined in a few minutes by Amanda Smith. She's the host of a new show on the Lockdown Podcast Network called How She Did It with Amanda Smith. Uh, it's a little bit of a different it's a show for us on the network. It's a little bit of a departure. Uh, she is an up-and-coming young broadcaster who gets some big-time interviews with women in the industry. The show launches this week with uh, Mina Kimes as her guest, and I will talk to her about the show and talk to her about her kind of quick rise here. And she, she does a lot of other things too. She talks a lot of basketball. She works as a color analyst for the university of Utah women's basketball, uh, broadcasts. She works behind the scenes for a lot of NBA broadcasts in Utah. And again, she interviews a lot of women in the industry. So that show is going to be part of the network. The Wednesday show will cover the Tuesday, uh, team USA game against Turkey. So by the time you're listening to this, that game will probably have happened. But also happening on Tuesday is a an event that the Celtics, they're dedicating something uh, at a local hospital, and Brad Stevens will be there. So we'll have something to talk about with Brad Stevens. I'm sure there's going to be plenty that he said. And, of course, you can find out what he said before we even talk about it on the podcast by going to masslive.com slash Celtics at some point on Tuesday afternoon because I will write about what he said. And then Jay and I, or Sam and I, or some combination of us, will get together later Tuesday to talk about everything that happened in the game and with Brad and whomever else is there, and then that'll be the Wednesday podcast. So for now, enjoy this little bit of a departure for Lockdown Celtics with Amanda Smith. Again, we'll talk about her beginnings, her show, and then later on we'll talk a little bit about uh, NBA basketball and what she's thinking about the upcoming season. So here's my conversation with Amanda Smith. Amanda, welcome. first of all, welcome to the network. Welcome to the show. This is a big deal for us. Uh, but how do you feel about joining Lockdown? This is a big deal for me. It's a big deal for for you guys. This is like surreal for me. I'm so I'm so excited. So 
hopefully, you know, um, the show will just gain some traction and, and people will listen and, and really enjoy the stories of, you know, women within sports and uh, hopefully continue to turn, tune in. Okay, so let's start with introducing you. Let's talk a little bit about you first. We'll talk a little bit about the show in the second <laughs> segment. And then we'll talk some basketball because that's what we're here for to talk about a little bit of basketball. So you are a graduate of Ball State. Look who did their homework. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's right. Look, I am pretending to be a professional here. So I got to at least do a little bit. Uh, that's okay. You knew I was on your website too. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> An ex-professional baller we got over here from overseas. Uh, yeah, well, it's, <laughs> it's, I, it's, don't try to downplay that a little bit because it wasn't a very, uh, it wasn't a very, let's say, monumental career, but whatever. Hey, <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> so, uh, so you come out of Ball State with uh, a journalism degree, uh, a telecommunications degree. So, first of all, double majors, like overachiever over here. So you're, <laughs> you're already we're setting the groundwork here. You, you've done a lot in a, in a short amount of time. To, when you're coming out of Ball State, what's what's your goal when you're coming out of Ball State? What are you thinking to yourself? Like, what what am I? What's my career path going to be? What are you thinking? You know, I have since I went to Ball State, I had you know always dreamed of I want to go into sports broadcasting. I see myself, you know, as a reporter for college and professional basketball. And I think sometimes when you're in college you know, you consistently have opportunities, um, within your school and, and the teams that are there. So when I graduated, I was like, okay, great. You know, what, what team wants to hire me? Who, who am I going to go work for? Um, and that year after graduation was, was a real reality check because I spent basically that entire year just freelancing, um, and I always say, like, when I say freelancing, I was just, let's take away the Lansing part. It was really just working for free, <laughs> you know, traveling all over the country, covering, you know, high school basketball games, um, tournaments, wherever I could, um, all while working at a, at a cafe as a waitress. So that whole year honestly really taught me to be patient and to just, you know, continue and, and to grind because you just, you never know when the phone is going to ring and that next opportunity is going to come up. I think that's an important thing for you as a young person, a young woman trying to make it in this business, which it's as cutthroat a business as you're going to get. I always say that the, this business is as cutthroat as the sports that we cover. And you know, good players get cut. There's players that are on the outside looking in. And it's the same thing that's going to happen for here. So like in your initial experience here, a lot of people, a one question I get a lot is from people who are trying to make it in this industry. They're thinking, I want to start here. I want to, I want to try to become, you know, a reporter and all that stuff. What are the biggest challenges that you're facing here getting into this business? What are the things that you're realizing, especially now in 2019? Yeah, that, I mean, I know you said, well, we can talk about the show in, in the yeah, yeah, next yeah, no. segment, but, but honestly, like at the time I had no consistent opportunity where I wanted to practice interviewing and, and getting more reps and having, you know, my face on camera. And, um, Kristen Ludlow has become a great mentor and friend of mine. And so she kind of helped me build this concept for, you know, something that, 
yes, would give me those reps, but also goes hand in hand with something I'm passionate about, which is sports and supporting other women within the industry. Um, so that's kind of how like the whole thing started. And it's honestly t- turned into something I really never anticipated. How did you get in, uh, into touch with, uh, with Kristen? So uh, it was so funny, actually, on Twitter, she had posted, um, you know, she takes clients for coaching. Um, she, you know, will take time to, to Skype with you or review your resume or your reel. And I had sent her an email from her tweet that I saw. And I was like, you know, I would love to get your feedback. And if you, if you would choose me, please <laughs> to be a client, you know, even if you, even if you don't, thank you for taking the time to, to put this offer out there. She emailed me back and, and we got in touch and we became fast friends. And she honestly, within like a month, this whole show kind of came together and she really helped me, you know, take something that was in my head and make it something that would be able to, to sustain and, and actually be able to produce content. So, well, like I said, we're, we'll talk a little bit more about the show, but obviously the show is part of your journey here, but we'll talk a little bit more specifically about the show, Yeah. but I want to, I want to fold in some of the other stuff that you're doing because you work with the university of Utah. Are you, are you from Utah? No, you just found your way. Are you, or are you from Indiana? Is that why you went to ball state? Or you're so just- I'm actually from Illinois. So oh, okay. born and raised in the Midwest. Um, I actually went to ball state because I had played basketball my whole life. Okay. Um, and I always kind of anticipated and expected, like, I'm going to go get a scholarship. I'm going to play in college. Um, long story short, this could be its own podcast. <laughs> I had <laughs> like three ACL surgeries, a few oh. meniscus repairs, all within four years of high school. Oh, right. So uh, my plan kind of changed and I was on our newspaper staff um, and I had always really enjoyed writing. So I started looking at schools for journalism or I thought maybe like I would go into teaching. Um, I wasn't really sure. And I, I found Ball State and I kind of just fell in love with the program there because David Letterman went there and he donated tons of dollars to the school. So mm-hmm. very, very nice facilities there. Um, but yeah, I ended up in Utah uh, like I said, I had spent that whole year kind of, you know, freelancing, working for free, whatnot. And I had applied to work as an assistant um, with a broadcast crew for the for the Utah Jazz last mm-hmm. September. Um, next thing I knew, I got an email back from David Locke and said, do you want to interview for the job? And a couple weeks later, I was in Salt Lake City. There so it know. all happened very fast. See, so I think the lesson here is to be aggressive about these opportunities and a lot of people are for lack of a better term shy about things like that and i'll i'll say that one of my biggest problems in breaking through in this industry and why i broke through a, a lot later in life is i took it i took the path of i'm going to put my work out there and let them find me and i think i bring that up i think because the lesson here is here you are uh, out of college for what, two years and you're making these connections and my story is a lot different, but at the same time, the, this mentality for anybody who's listening, like 
I don't know. I don't want to be aggressive. I don't want to bother anybody. You, you have to stand out. You have to push to get the things that you want. Definitely. And I think like I oftentimes say too, you know, if you email someone and they don't email you back right away, I always will send a follow-up email or another email because I'm not the top priority of your day. So nine times out of 10, that email just slipped through, through their messages. And then they're like, Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Like, yes, of course. Or, or whatnot. So, you know, don't be afraid to, to use your voice and to speak up. And I think that, you know, when you create content, it's nerve wracking sometimes putting it out there because you don't know how people are going to react to it. Um, and even with, you know, the show that I started on YouTube, so I watched back the first few episodes and I'm like, oh my gosh, I was so nervous. I'm so <laughs> stiff. Um, but, but the more you do something, I mean, it's, it's kind of what you hear from everyone, right? Like the more you do something, the more comfortable you get. And you just need that repetition to, to kind of find your own groove and in, in your own voice of who you are. Uh, what position did you play when you played ball? I was a point guard. Mm-hmm. The facilitator. Gotcha. <laughs> Three ACL injuries. So yeah, I know. I should have like drank more times. milk or something. Well, I know yeah. women are more prone to it just because of the, <laughs> the way their knees are constructed. Uh, I know. I don't think milk has anything to do with it. That's I don't think so. The excuse I, so. I give my 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 body. <laughs> yeah. Now I don't know if people understand that. Like women, women are more prone to ACL injuries because the the women's knee joints are built more like a V where guys knee joints are built more like a U and it just kind of opens you up to a lot more of that, that particular injury. It's, I see, I see the zipper up on front of of women's knees all the time. And that's how I know you were either a basketball player or a soccer player. So it's, yeah, I got, I got all the scars to, to prove it. And it's funny because like the first one I was 15 and I was like, what, what's going on? I don't even know what happened. And then by the last one, the athletic trainer, I'll never forget at the school was like, you're fine. And I was like, I tore my ACL. She's like, no, I think, I think you just have a bone bruise. I'm like, I, I know it. I know what happened. I got you. That's, that's <laughs> as, as a frequently injured basketball player, I, I feel your pain literally and physically, although I've never done actually the ACL, but a lot of other things and when you can start explaining to the trainer like no 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 this is this is i tell you how, like you know you've been around the block a few times why don't we right? take a quick break we'll come back we'll talk about your show specifically before we get into some nba talk stick around here more conversation uh with amanda smith on the lockdown Celtics podcast NFL teams making bold final moves before the start of the season. From our local experts to your ears, these are the biggest stories on the Locked On Podcast Network. The Tennessee Titans have announced a one-year deal with linebacker Jadavion Clowney, reportedly worth $15 million. Tyler Rowland of Locked On Titans tells you if it's going to be enough to get Tennessee back to the AFC title game. In other moves around the league, the Miami Dolphins named Ryan Fitzpatrick starting quarterback, which means Tua will be back up for the time being. And the Detroit Lions have agreed to a one-year deal with running back Adrian Peterson. Peterson was released by the Washington football team last Friday. For more NFL news and analysis, subscribe to the new Peacock and Williamson NFL show and listen to a brand new lineup on Locked On NFL. They'll have division previews every day this week. Local experts on the biggest stories, it's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team 
every day. You're up to date on your favorite team, but what about the competition? Hollinger and Nate Duncan are evaluating every bubble contender on Hollinger and Duncan. Rejecting the screen goes behind the scenes with in-depth interviews and the Locked On NBA podcast is recapping games daily. Let the Locked On NBA network of podcasts take care of your NBA bubble scouting reports. Hollinger and Duncan, rejecting the screen, the Locked On NBA podcast. Subscribe to the best trio of NBA podcasts on the planet wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Celtics, your daily Boston Celtics podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. There's a new show on the Locked On Podcast Network. It's called How She Did It with Amanda Smith. And if you haven't been paying attention for the first part of this podcast, <laughs> Amanda Smith is here. Let's talk That's about me. your show because this is a lot of fun. Like you have, first of all, you have gotten some real big names on the show. <laughs> uh, and some of my favorites, like Sarah Kustak, you've got um, uh, Sarah Spain, uh, you've got let's Cassidy Hubberth. The first show. So what we're doing here on Lockdown. First, let me let me back up. You are the first Lockdown podcast that doesn't start with the words locked on. I know. That's like, that's been a big joke between me and, and a few of my friends is they're like, what is it going to be locked on? Locked on what? And I'm like, no, you know, it's actually how she did it with Amanda yeah. Smith. And they're like, what? Yeah. Like, I know first for everything. That's it. I mean, <laughs> what else would you call it? Like locked on, locked on Amanda? Like, no, that doesn't, that doesn't, sense. that doesn't no. sound right. No, it doesn't sound right at all. So, um, so we'll stick with your original name, how she did it. So this has been a YouTube series. So let's talk about like the beginnings of this YouTube series. And you said Kristen Lidlow kind of helped facilitate this. So let's let's get into like your fir- your first few episodes here. What 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 was the genesis of all of this? Yeah. So, uh, um, are you asking kind of how like the whole YouTube series started? Yeah. So my very first guest was Molly Sullivan. Um, she works for the Philadelphia Eagles now. She was previously the Sixers reporter for, for a number of years. And I think back so specifically to, to that moment with her because number one, I'm so grateful that she agreed to come on because I had nothing to prove for, you know, here's the idea of what I'm doing. You know, it was kind of just like, here's a layout of what it's going to be. Would you be willing to do this? And she was so down. And this is actually kind of a funny, never before heard story. Ooh, um, I know. Ooh, an exclusive. <laughs> um, but the first time we recorded the um, first show, I had never used Skype before to, to record. And there was like a, a glitch or something happened. And the screen froze for the entire episode. And at the time, you know, it wasn't just a, you know, supposed to be a podcast. It was a YouTube show. And so it was, you know, about, you know, seeing the visuals and whatnot. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, like my very first episode, what am I going to do? So I, you know, I texted her and I said, I'm just, you know, going to turn it into a podcast. The video glitched, but thank you so much. And she said, Oh, let's just do it again. It's no problem. Um, and so we, 
you know, kind of played with what I had learned about her in our first conversation and then took it. And it was so much more natural, honestly, in, in the second time around, because mm-hmm. um, we felt like good old pals. <laughs> but that was kind of a really cool moment and something I'm really grateful um, to her for is she didn't even hesitate to be like, oh, sorry, you know, like good, better luck next time. She was like, let's do it again. That's cool. You know, I, I'll tell you what, that's happened. We've lost multiple podcasts to the ether. They're gone. And some of them, right? we just haven't been able to like re-record and just, we didn't have time and just put out the note like, sorry. But sometimes we say, all right, let's do it again. And you do it again. And you know, mostly because you kind of know how each other is going to react. You kind of play into it. So that's, that's happened to all of us before. And, uh, it's, it's going to happen to all of us again at some point. Uh, yeah. And, um, I think like if anyone is, looking to, you know, start a YouTube show or a podcast or whatnot. At first I was like, so concerned with, you know, oh my gosh, it froze for a second or the audio is not perfect here. And then I kind of was like, this feels more like a friend to friend phone call that maybe people, you know, want to be in on. Um, because if you're FaceTiming with your friend nine times out of 10, the screen freezes for a second or you're like, wait, what did you say? Um, and so it's, it's so natural. And the more you do that, the more you accept it. And kind of, I started to play into it and was like, well, that internet connection. Yep. Yep. There you go. Uh, and so the whole point of this show is to get women in the industry and talk about the challenges and, and stuff like that, that they face as well as, you know, regular conversation, right? So you're, you're, big focus is showing this example to other women, women sports fans, right? Definitely. And I think, you know, not just women sports fans, but I think a lot of these women, you know, whether they're athletes or broadcasters or photographers, you know, they're some of the people that are closest to the games and the players that people enjoy watching most. Um, And so this show on a new platform now, but it, it has, and it always will be about celebrating, you know, their success and their journeys of how they got to where they are. Um, and then, you know, from a, a fan perspective, I always take questions of like, Hey, you know, Sarah Spain is on the show. Do you guys have any questions for her? And I'll always, you know, ask some within the episodes. So it's like super fun for me. I love making friends um, yeah. <laughs> you can be my new friend now. Hey, um, right. yeah, that's two. I have, <laughs> I'm not, and I'm not so sure about the other one. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> you let me know. Well, that seems like an off air combo. <laughs> Good. Sorry. Oh uh, gosh. So the, um, the first episode on the locked on podcast network is with your doppelganger, Mina Kind. <laughs> Yeah. So uh, it's like really funny because a few of my friends for like many years have been saying, you look like Mina Kimes. And I'm like, what? Like, this is the most flattering thing you could ever say. But like, I don't know. I think. I, are you I sure? See it. I see it. I totally <laughs> see it. Absolutely. And so, um, right. Like, I'm honored. I'm like, Mina's a unicorn. Literally, like, I'm going to ride this wave for as long as possible. (laughs) 
but it was so funny. Like, um, just a quick story. I was like covering a NCAA tournament and I was in an elevator and uh, this man next to me was like, Mina. Ah. And I'm like, look, I'm like looking around. <laughs> Is Mina Kimes in this elevator and I'm not seeing her. <laughs> and he's like, are you Mina Kimes? I was like, no, but is she here? Like, does she happen to be at the NCAA tournament today? Um, And so when she came on the show, people were like posting, you know, the Spider-Man doppelganger. (laughs) Yes. Um, And I'm like honored. Oh, I did. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I'm Mina Kimes. Exactly. Are you a person who can give me free stuff? I'll totally take free stuff that Mina Kimes would get. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. She's so amazing and I think she's just like so brilliant and she's so versatile. Mm-hmm. Um, and so to, to have had, you know, the chance to talk with her about her career and, and to have people think that we somewhat resemble each other is like an honor. <laughs> yeah. I can see that. Um, well, it's great. I've, I've watched a few of the YouTube shows. Um, first of all, I like how you coordinate your outfits with guests. <laughs> I know. I'm when sorry you I didn't have your college sweatshirt. Yeah, you know, I was saying, I was hoping that maybe somebody had left an Emerson College sweatshirt around <laughs> your vicinity, but no, that's fine. It's not. It's not something that's usually like the Yale sweatshirt's a lot easier to find than an Emerson College sweatshirt. But that's okay. Right? Like sometimes I just randomly have these things, and I'm like, this is perfect. Because once you start, you know, digging and di- doing your research, I'm like, I have a shirt for that. There you go. <laughs> uh, the only time I've seen an Emerson. I don't know if you watch It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I've seen a few episodes. Yeah. So Mac had a a T-shirt on. We have a famous T-shirt that uh, I guess somewhat famous. It says Emerson football undefeated since 1871 or something (laughs) like that because we don't have a football team. So there's that shirt. So he was wearing that shirt in an episode. I was like, hey, awesome. So that's that's the closest I've been to Emerson uh, but there's a lot of us out there. You'll in this industry, you'll you'll bump into a lot of Emerson College people. Um, okay. That's the one thing I will say about our school. We we do pump out a lot of journalists. That's that's what we are. It's a journalism, performing arts, theater school. So it's a small school, but that's that's what they do. Keep uh, a keep a lookout. Whenever people bring up Ball State, I always say like home to David Letterman and boom goes the dynamite. nice well we've got i mean we've got sam presti the gm of the oklahoma city thunder so that's and and a few of other uh, other of us uh yeah and you basketball alums they're in the in the league as well so there's a few of us hanging around the nba the periphery (laughs) of the nba why don't we take this opportunity to take a break and come back and actually talk a little bit about the nba we're gonna do that with amanda smith right after this break here in the lockdown celtics podcast You are Locked On Celtics, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Back here with Amanda Smith. Now, you are working on Utah Jazz broadcasts. Um, You've seen the league change a lot over the course of this summer. This has been the most uh, insane summer in NBA history, I think. What's your immediate reaction to all of this player movement that's happened uh, over this summer in the NBA? I mean, I think when I think like immediate reaction, my mind just goes to the L.A. teams because I think that that's now, 
just like this big rivalry um, that I think is going to be really fun to watch, Um, you know, specifically with the Jazz at getting Mike Conley and, you know, Boyan Bogdanovich. That's only going to kind of help them, I think, obviously, to, you know, get farther into the playoffs, which is kind of why they made the trades that they did. Um, And so I think it's going to be. You know, the best thing I think about basketball is you just like can never anticipate what's going to happen. Right. Like right. everyone thinks, oh, OK, you know, here we go. And then Woj bomb. <laughs> <laughs> like right. you're just going through your normal day and then your, you know, ESPN alert goes off and you're like, what? What? Exactly. That's like what happened at the uh, I was at the summer league game Zion's debut with the earthquake. I was there I was in the building with the <laughs> yes. earthquake. And I come back and I'm writing this story about the earthquake in Zion. And then the Kawhi news breaks. It's like, oh, okay, I got to write about this. And then immediately, Woj bomb, they're trading for Paul George, too. We're like, are you kidding me? What? And like, the my favorite part about that whole storyline is I don't think anyone saw that coming. Like, there was no, like, secret talk of Paul George joining Kawhi. Nope. Um, and so it was like, wait. Is this, am I reading this right? <laughs> Is this, whoa, who's, yeah. who hacked your Twitter? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so you've watched the Jazz make a couple of moves. Um, I think the Jazz had an underrated offseason only because the rest of the, like, like you're just saying with the Clippers and the Lakers and all of this other stuff, Jazz kind of flew under the radar. Getting Conley, getting Bogdanovich. That addresses a couple of major, major issues for those guys. Spreading the floor, a point guard that can score. I mean, that that's a big deal for the Jazz. I mean, I think that, you know, Ricky Rubio is such a fan favorite. And the team here is, like, so connected, right? Like, they're all honestly, like, support each other. And it feels like a little bit of a family. Um, but it was almost like... He, they had to bring in a new point guard if they want to have a chance to get further than, you know, the first round of the playoffs where they lost this year to the Rockets. It was like some major change needs to happen. Um, so it was kind of a steal in all honesty to get, you know, like a veteran point guard like Mike Conley to say, Hey, okay, like let's facilitate this offense. Then I think having someone like Donovan, who's just so eager to win and, and learn from someone you know, who has that sort of, you know, veteran experience is, is only going to be great. Um, since this is the Lockdown Celtics podcast. I know. You know what? I was going to tell you. Speaking <laughs> of, I actually interviewed Romeo Langford when he was still in high school. Oh, really? Yeah. Back because I went to school in Indiana. So, yep. you know, yeah, you Indiana All-Star. Sure. Yeah, he was a big deal in Indiana. He was huge. And I think I had mentioned I was covering a lot of high school basketball. And I was at the Indiana All-Stars Tournament, and I've never been to a high school game where the gym was so packed because everyone just wanted to see Romeo. And um, you know what I will say is that he always – because, you know, you just watch how people interact off the court. Mm-hmm. Um, and he always, you know, would – take the time to take pictures or, or sign autographs. And I think that just says a lot about, you know, who he is and his graciousness to, mm-hmm. to play basketball. So since you're from Indiana and I wanted to get into this whole thing, Illinois, uh, right. come on. I'm sorry. Sorry. Since you come on, sorry. Uh, I <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, 
Sorry. Uh, but like, since you, since you covered him, uh, there, um, can you explain like the phenomenon, the general phenomenon of, uh, him in Indiana at that time? Yeah. I mean, well, he's the fourth player in Indiana high school basketball history to have hit 3000 points within his career. Um, if that tells you anything, that's a lot lot of of points. points. I think he had, I think he finished with 3002. Um, damn, that's a lot of points. Right. And like, there's, he's one of three other people. So he was honestly kind of like a a hometown hero, you know, went to new Albany and then to go and play at IU. I don't think his college career necessarily panned out that the way that fans had anticipated. Um, You know, I think IU was 19 and 16. They didn't make the NCAA tournament, but to still be the 14th pick in the NBA draft, like, I think that tells you something about mm-hmm. what he can bring to now the professional league. Um, watching the Celtics this past season, what was your reaction to everything that you saw from afar? I mean, you're, you're out there uh, the opposite end of the country. So I'm sure you only got like bits and pieces. I'm very interested to see how people in your situation kind of perceived last year's Celtics um, because you, you just come at things from a different, uh, you're, you're like a 30,000 foot view. So wh- what was your reaction? <laughs> you know, I've always been a big fan of Jason Tatum, um, because my next comment is going to go one of two ways with anyone listening. Okay. I'm a huge Duke basketball fan. Uh huh. And so, um, I always try to, f- you know, specifically kind of follow players that I've watched on, on the Duke team now making it in the NBA. Um, and so I think now, you know, in his, his second year, you, I think it's just the more you do something kind of, we're talking about whatever it may be, you just have this confidence and this sort of aura that like, okay, I can go against, you know, the other best players in the league. And I I belong here. Mm -hmm. Um, I think obviously like, Kyrie is Kyrie, um, and you lose him, but you had Kemba, and that's not that's not a bad look at all. No, it's not. Uh, what was your? Everybody had this, uh, uh, I think, perception of Kyrie coming into this season. Did your opinion of Kyrie change based on what happened with the Celtics this season? I don't think so. I mean, not for me personally. I. Um, you know, I think I've always respected his game and, and and the decisions that he makes. Um, and I think, you know, from a personal standpoint, it's been a little cool this past season to, to see his growth and, you know, for him to address, you know, the whole shadow with LeBron and, you know, to say, I had to make these moves that I feel is, is best for myself. I think a lot of times it's really easy to do something because you don't want to feel backlash or you're, or you're you don't want to put yourself out there because you don't know how people are going to react. Um, I mean, not to change sports or anything, but we just kind of saw the same thing with Andrew Luck um, saying, you know, like this, this isn't for me anymore. I have to do what's best for me. Um, And so I know that Kyrie left you guys, but, (laughs) (laughs) but I'm still, I'm still a fan of his game. And I think, 
that the Celtics, you know, like I said, they, they gain Kemba and he's one of the best point guards in the league, in my opinion. Yeah. I think by the time Kyrie left, most Celtics fans were like, okay, great. Goodbye. It was, really? Yeah. Because I, the way, the more information that kind of came out about him, about the I conspiring, I guess, with Kevin Durant to basically leave and team up. And when that happened, and there's this feeling that he wasn't fully invested in the Celtics playoff run. So I think I think people around here are more like, all right, time to go. Goodbye. Um, sports fans are like the best and most crazy people i'm like totally a chicago psycho sports fan i'm like uh you're leaving what are you doing (laughs) okay hello new players hi welcome to our city (laughs) isn't it so funny how quickly you can talk yourself into things yeah like just a hardcore like i've had to pull back a bit because (laughs) of my job you know i have to be as uh, objective as I possibly can, even though I grew up in this area, I have to be uh, trying to be as objective as possible. And so I pull back and, and I try not to be impacted. But like when I let myself go in other sports and I kind of watch certain things, you're like, Oh, I hate this guy. Oh, you're <laughs> this team now. Hey, he's not so bad. Right. So, yeah. And, and especially in my younger days when I could just be an all out, I think as you get older, you mellow out because you're like, it's not that it's not important. It's really not that important. But like (laughs) in my twenties, I was just like, you gotta be kidding me. This is the end of the world. You had so much more energy. I'm just kidding. (laughs) That's true. That's true. I have to keep my energy for like certain things. Now, like I got no mental energy for this stupidity. (laughs) Oh God. Oh gosh, that's funny. Well, this has been a fun conversation, and I want to welcome you again to the Lockdown Podcast Network. The new podcast is called How She Did It with Amanda Smith, and this is Amanda Smith. Amanda, thanks for joining us. Tell people how they can follow you on social. Thank you, first off, so much for for inviting me on your show. This has been so much fun. Anytime. Would love to chat with my new pal. Great. Um, You can... uh, Follow me on social media. Um, my handle is at underscore it's Amanda Smith. Um, and that's kind of where, you know, I always post uh, the questions that you can ask for any guests coming on the show and where you can find all the episodes um, as well as on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Great. So be sure to follow Amanda on Twitter. Be part of her show. She wants your <laughs> input on the show. Uh, and make sure to look for how she did it with Amanda Smith, wherever you get your podcast. Amanda, thanks for joining the show. Appreciate you coming on. Thanks so much. Be sure to follow Amanda on Twitter. Be sure to subscribe to her show. It's very interesting. And uh, be sure to subscribe to our show if you're one of Amanda's followers, listeners, uh, watchers of her YouTube channel. Subscribe to us if you want Celtics talk on the regular. We're going to go back to daily very, very soon. It's September now, and Media Day is coming up at the end of this month. So we're only a few more weeks away from the two, three-day-a-week type of thing. So subscribe to our show. This week, we're still two, three days. Uh, Like I said, we'll do a Wednesday podcast. Hall of Fame is Thursday, which I'm going to be at. I'm going to be at the enshrinement. And so Thursday, Friday, we'll we'll find a time to hopefully record a show or do something for a podcast. And then 
like I said, pretty soon, back to daily. So subscribe, give us that five-star rating, give us that good written review, and share the podcast. Tell your friends that they should be listening to the Lockdown Celtics podcast here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Hi guys, this is Josh Lloyd, host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. The NBA is back, so that means that fantasy basketball is back in one form or another. We've got daily fantasy, but there's also some fantasy leagues with the resumption of play with these eight regular season games in Orlando, and Locked On Fantasy Basketball is going to have you covered. It's not just for fantasy basketball, though, because we recap all of the games across the NBA, so if you're looking for a broad overview of the action across the league every day, Locked On Fantasy Basketball is the podcast for you.